hello, and welcome to the third episode of Second Take Movies. I'm your host, Preston Jenkinson, and for his last episode, it's Will Huff. Will? Oh, does it have to be over, Preston? Yeah, because I gotta go home at some point. <laughs> Let's do it. In this episode, we are finishing up our series of the Star Wars prequels with... Star Wars, Revenge of the Sith. Easily the best. And all of these movies, I actually like this one. We finally agree. <laughs> we finally agree on something. This one opens up with a pretty good... Are you going to say cool scene? Yes. Oh, we agree. We pick up with... this. Is, I guess this is the end of the Clone Wars. This is like the final stand of General Grievous. Yep. It's, it's the uh, confederation, Confederacy of Independent Systems led by General Grievous. <laughs> Quick synopsis let me pull it up three years into the clone wars the jedi rescue palpatine from count dooku as obi-wan pursues a new threat anakin acts as a double agent between the jedi council and palpatine and is lured into a sinister plan to rule the galaxy can i read the crawl go for it go for it all right this is episode three revenge of the sith war the Republic is crumbling under attacks by the ruthless Sith Lord, Count Dooku. There are heroes on both sides. Evil is everywhere. In a stunning move, the fiendish droid leader, General Grievous, has swept into the Republic capital and kidnapped Chancellor Palpatine, leader of the Galactic Senate. As the Separatist droid army attempts to flee the besieged capital with their valuable hostage, two Jedi Knights laid a desperate mission to rescue the captive chancellor and so this is where the fun begins this is where the fun that is that's the first that's the first line of this movie even that's a little cringy jeez anakin anakin <laughs> we so we go through space battle we're zooming past ships we're flying there's there's these little this probably goes on a little bit too long but it uh creatures getting on the ship they shoot a rocket that is the dumb that now that i think about it is a kind of a dumb rocket it just explodes and throws these little i mean if you don't shoot somebody shoot somebody but it's just <laughs> these little three-legged little spider looking things buzz buzz droids they're called buzz because obi-wan right. says hit R2, hit the buzz droid, center eye. Oh, it's so cool. And if you haven't, you know, this is probably, you've, you've listened to the first two episodes, hopefully, and you're just, you just clicked onto this one. I like to do impressions. It's, it's a thing. Here we go. Yeah. Oh, it's so good though. It's so good. You're so good at those. So they land in the, it's kind of a crash landing. Yeah. And, uh, but they're on a mission yeah. to, to. Uh, behind enemy lines, yeah. two knights, yeah, and they are after they're trying to find Supreme Chancellor Sheath Palpatine. Palpatine, and he, of course, this is all a plot. Yeah, he did not. <laughs> this is a a all planned. Remind me, why did he plan this? Was it just? To oh, get... it was to get Anakin to kill Count Dooku. Obviously, that's, oh, that must be it. Yep, that's yeah. it. That's um, it. it was to attempt Anakin to continue his journey towards the dark side which has been subtly denoted by his clothing throughout these three movies it's just like luke in the original trilogy his wardrobe has gotten darker yeah yeah exactly exactly um so his descent we have problems in the elevator and we get to see the first time with 
Anakin and Obi-Wan where they actually seem like they work well together. The banter is good. Yeah. And maybe that's because of the tr- change in roles. You know, they're, yeah. they're two knights. Now. Yeah. They're, they're kind of on equal footing at this yes. point. I don't think... Like, uh, does he still call him master? Like, he how probably does. does. Okay. I think I would assume when when you grow up and you call this dude master your whole life, even when you become a master yourself, you still call him master. Yes, because he's the one that taught you. Yeah, and his rank is master. I think that yeah, the change in their relationship, it's just a better better place for them both. You know, they're yeah. they're on equal footing. They're both Jedi Knights. They're they're brothers side yeah. by side. Yeah, um, and. Uh, but yeah, they fight well. They, the banter is good. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. we have we have a typical stuck somewhere in Star Wars, and we yeah. we get on the the phone to the old droid who's plugged into the thing upstairs. Yep. R two. We need to get the elevator moving. Yes. Um. It's a long, long time ago. Because <laughs> like they have this quick little exchange. It's like, well, what now? I say patience, and we get more and more of Obi Wan's distrust of droids. Yes. Seems like because <laughs> he doesn't want to wait on R two, but they event you know they eventually get the elevator moving and we get to the throne room where Sheev is quote unquote kidnapped. Yeah, and Count Dooku is there. Yes, and watching the eighty six year old man do a front flip off a balcony is uh, it looked not real. It's not. not it was terrible. Yeah. Um. So we uh, a fight ensues. And Anakin shows his cockiness again when he talks about his powers have grown considerably since we met less last met count. Yeah. And there's that power. Yeah. Motif again. Yeah. So good eventually triumphs over evil. I think he cuts off he cuts off Duke, both of Dooku's hands because Obi Wan gets both knocked out again. It's right. Both are cut off. Yeah. He's completely helpless. Catches the other one. He's got both lightsabers in his hand. Good, Anakin. Good. He's obviously the emperor at this point. I it's know. like <laughs> it's not even so. I mean, he just jumps into the voice and no one calls him on it. Do it. Do it. Do it. So he cuts his head off and he he does show regret. He's like, it's not the Jedi way, which yes. comes up later. Yeah. We escape the ship. Yes. We're running horizontally on a elevator shaft because at this point the ship is Yeah, this in a is like dive. weird gravity thing yeah. where Gravity, I guess the gravity thing is broken. Well, yeah, there's a bunch of silliness that goes on. <laughs> Not sure how that works. I'm sure they'd be in anti-gravity at that point. Oh, and he's got he's got Obi-Wan on his back this whole time, which he, he obviously can save him. He's just picking him up and carry him. But yeah. Sheev is like, no, go ahead, leave him. Let him die. So he obviously... his chance. I mean, He obviously Count has Dooku, ulterior mur- motives. Yeah, he, he wanted Obi-Wan to die in this interaction. Because mm-hmm. um, then he can be the only one that's... Influencing him. Um, so the ship. I mean, uh, there's the interaction with Grievous, which is cool. <laughs> I like Grievous. Is so cool. General Kenobi. <laughs> I mean, we could just skip to the ship crashes. Ship crashes. Obi Wan says another happy landing. Yes, and we see the good piloting of Anakin. Once yeah. Again. Uh, okay we get it he's good (laughs) it's like we you've established this george we know he's the best ballad of the galaxy and then it cuts it goes to i guess we're back on coruscant we've we successfully saved the chancellor we're we're on coruscant Mm -hmm. and he thanks the jedi and says yay general grievous is dead is the war over at this point so 
the separatists, I think the confederation is kind of kind of defeated. I think. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at a synopsis here. I mean, that's how I remember it. Now I know. Um, yeah, I'm trying to work this out. What happens here? Oh, Grievous is still at large. Grievous is at large. And to them, you know, Grievous being out there is still, and even, you know, members of the Separatist Council are still in hiding. So yeah, it's not completely defeated, but they're definitely, to them, it feels like they're winning this battle. Of course, this is all Sidious's plan. Oh, yeah. To, like, you know, in, increase the clone army. He said all this. Spread it out throughout the galaxy. Yeah. It's brilliant. I think now would be as good a time as ever to make one of my big points all right go for it i would argue okay the dark side throughout the prequels uh-huh. is more terrifying than it is in sequels only and only because they explore it more they explore it more we we spend more time with it i think because we only really get the emperor in return of the jedi the the subtlety of the dark side is that it's infiltrated the most holy of holies in this galaxy the place where only good is supposed to be. The ideals. The things that people are striving for. And the manipulation, the careful subtleties of the dark side here. You know, Sid- Sidious is, I mean, he lives this lie out and uses people against their will. Like, offers up his latest doesn't care apprentice on a plan and even count dooku's looking at him like for real you might even argue right there is the reason why attachment is important without that attachment i mean everyone is just because it's basically a sith tradition that the apprentice kills yes the master yep without love sometimes indifference is even you know it's worse point being i'm i'm just trying to say it's a terrifying warning, I think, to us even, because I think in the sequels, the original trilogy, I mean, we get kind of the dark evil force that we all know. We all know what happened in World War II. We've yeah. seen yeah. Nazi Germany at large. Yeah. But the warning of the the prequels is the unseen enemy. The one that's in our midst, mm. the one that we look up to, the person that even even friends that don't realize they're serving an evil cause. And uh, I mean, skipping to the end of the movie, you see Palpatine elected mm-hmm. as the emperor, and he's elected to rounding applause. And it is done in the name of peace. Yeah. In unity. We're organizing the first empire. Yes. For peace. For peace and unity. And I just think the subtlety, and this is maybe where we have to be careful even today, and and maybe this is on a small scale within you know, our, our, our little communities, maybe this is on a, a, a large national scale. Um, I have no idea, but just to pay attention to the subtleties and, um, but that's why I think it's more terrifying because it's harder to see. Yeah. The enemy that is hard to see is the most dangerous. Yeah. Cause Anakin's basically blinded by his somewhat selfish fear of sure. Padme dying. Yes. 
which we find out later on in a scene that Padme is pregnant. Because they got married. They got married at the end of the last movie. They got married in secret. Yeah. So, and he kind of is like, when he's told that she's pregnant, when she tells him, reaction's a little weird there. He's, yeah, he doesn't know how he feels about it. Yeah. He's, well, maybe he He eventually comes around that, that he's happy. But at first, I mean, it's like, oh my gosh, the secret's going to come out. Yeah, that's that's probably the, the first thing that he thought was like, oh, well, I'm not a Jedi anymore. Yeah. And he loves being a Jedi. And that's probably that first seed of fear. Fear. That, exactly. that takes over. Oh, that's a great point. I hadn't even thought of that. That's that first hit of, because that night he has probably, which Palpatine probably was messing with his head. Yeah. And, and put those dreams, put those images in his mind. Yes. So that's probably like he gives himself that first hit of fear and it's like, oh gosh. And then it just gets dialed up to 11 with that dream of her oh dying gosh. in childbirth. Yeah. And, you know, it's just not helpful that the Jedi Order has told him suppress fear, mm-hmm. like push it down, don't let it happen. Yeah. Because when it happens and he can't push it down. Yeah. He doesn't know what to do with it. Yeah. And it turns into rage, turns into anger, turns into trying to control anxiety. You know, one of the ways that we, one of the narcotics for anxiety is control. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's trying to control our surroundings so that we don't have to experience the whatever it is that makes us anxious. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so after it took three movies for George Lucas to actually be like, I can actually do something with this. We find out that she's pregnant. I think it, I think it cuts to that scene where they're they're in bed together, and he has that he wakes up with that dream, right? Yeah, yeah. And this happened before, you know. He had a dream of his mother dying. Correct. So he's he. Oh yeah. So he he's obviously like, okay, this is happening too. Yeah, because he's already been. It's already been kind of proven that his dreams come true, like his his nightmares at least with yeah. his mom. So he's he's like doubly convinced, like Padme is dying. I have to do whatever I can to save her. Additionally, there's this drama with the High Council mm-hmm. and with uh, what's his name, Darth Sidious, mm. Palpatine. Palpatine. Where one, the Council won't elect him to master. Yeah, because he, yeah, he uh, after all this, he Anakin is in a meeting with Palpatine, and they he talks about, oh, I don't, I'm not sure how to Jedi are. So you know what, Anakin, you've been such a good, I guess protege mm-hmm. we'll call it yeah and he says i'm going to appoint you to be my representative on the jedi council which if i'm the jedi i'm like who are you to appoint yes i, I don't blame the jedi for what they do like no as messed it's, up it's as a this conflict of interest as messed up as this system is that we have it, he has a senator the the jedi are supposed to be the, the peacekeepers they're like this they're removed from yeah this own entity to itself they don't answer to the republic they don't answer to well and here is the separation of church and state yeah being broken down right and the dangers of that yeah and they don't grant him the rank of master and we see some more of that jealousy popping up yeah it's oh not my. fair it's not fair exactly which how can you be on the council and not be a master and obi-wan's like dude you need to chill to be like it's unheard of like somebody at your age has never been on the council dude like even though this is like you you did it in kind of a backdoor way he's like yeah i know you didn't get i know you didn't ask to be on the council but it's what you wanted 
Yeah. Like, let's be real. You yeah. wanted to be on the council. Yeah. And you wanted to be master. Yeah. You got on there in some sketch. It's like a real sketchy way. Yeah. You're not supposed to be on here. And the only reason we allowed it is because we want you to spy on your buddy Palpatine. Yeah. We don't trust him. So he's a double spy. So apparently some of that fog has been lifted <laughs> of the, the, the forces clouded but with the dark side. it's the wrong reason, though. Because Probably, it's like yeah. they want to spy on him because he's coming after he him. controls them. It looks like he's coming after him. Yeah. Um, he's just put in a position here. Tied. He's always choosing between two. Seemingly... He sees both sides. Yeah. There's people he loves, or at least ideals that he loves or strives for mm-hmm. on both sides. And so after that, we find out those those good old friends of ours, the separatists. Are they separatists? Or hanging out, out there in the outer rim? Yes. I think they're, they're separatists, separatists or yeah. the confederation. Because again, we split up Obi-Wan and Anakin, which again helps... To, and that was probably Palpatine again that said, y'all all organize out here because I, I want them to send somebody to come get you. So Anakin and Obi-Wan are split up again. Second movie in a row. I think that's how it goes. Yeah, that's how it yeah. went. Yeah, They get split up. Dude, gotta talk about Darth Plagueis the Wise. Darth Plagueis the Wise. Oh, yeah, because after this, this is when he meets Palpatine at the opera. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And this is more like lore stuff and well there's a talk about books again there's a really good book it's basically the rise of palpatine it's the palpatine story his story i think i think the book is called darth Plagueis, but it's the crux of the book is the relationship between because we find out that palpatine was the apprentice that killed darth Plagueis in his sleep whether he learned how to cheat death or not we don't know because that was darth Plagueis's thing so it's just that more of that whispering in the ear and the temptation and he can keep the ones he cared about from dying oh so sick first of all who's a sith care about but themselves follow that advice right (laughs) (laughs) especially because in the story you know he kind of leaves it out but darth sidious you know kills him in his sleep it's only implied but it's like okay well you were obviously the apprentice that killed him since you know so much about darth plagueis and he pretty much tells anakin like you can't learn this from a jedi you know it's like you didn't know he was evil then he knows this story about this sith lord this ancient sith lord yeah how have you not realized at this point (laughs) yeah so we cut i think we cut back to obi-wan george lucas with with grievous yeah general kenobi hello there Oh, and we so have good. a spinning lightsaber fight with greens and blues running all over the place. So cool. I go back and forth on General Grievous. I don't I don't know how I feel about him. It's he's he seems silly to me. Well what's his deal? Human? Robot? What's what I mean? He's got he's a cyborg. Okay. And I know he's coughing a lot, so I assume he's got a bad lung or something. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he uh I think he's so cool. <laughs> Jedi killer. Maybe that's how Lucas is going out this thing too. It's like I don't know what kind of purpose he really plays into the whole overall plot. Like it's so cool, but is it wasted time? This was obviously a lot of this was George Lucas setting up the Clone War series. It's just like let me introduce these characters at the very end of the war for this this show I'm putting on Cartoon Network. Yeah. I mean, he kind of is there just to yeah. be be cool and i do think the the wheel bike and boga i don't like yeah Yeah, so chase ensues uh we pry open grievous's chest bang bang 
Right in your chest. So uncivilized. Tosses it away. He meets up with the clone. There's a clone troop out there. Commander Cody. Commander Cody, who happens to be the one that finds the lightsaber. A little unbelievable. I guess, okay, I guess here's how it serves the plot. Obi-Wan and Anakin need to be separated. Mm -hmm. General Grievous is a distraction that Sidious intentionally had put in place to draw Obi-Wan away. Okay, yeah. So that Obi-Wan and Anakin would be separated because he knew if they were together, he couldn't get to Anakin. Gotcha. All of a sudden... Oh my gosh! Yeah, we we cut to as soon as, as soon as Obi Wan meets up with his, with his troops and says, "I don't know what they were doing out there," but says, "Go here and look for that." Obi Wan goes crawling up this mountain on this bird lizard, and oh, Commander Cody's getting a call. Oh, what is it? Hologram. Emperor pops up. Execute order sixty six. It will be done, my lord. But we'll backtrack. By this time, Anakin has had a few more meetings with the Chancellor, and he has discovered, you're the Sith Lord. Duh. <laughs> and he, he puts a puts a lightsaber to his neck, and he says, basically just telling on himself, saying, yeah, I've been putting the dreams in your head without saying it. Like, I can keep Padme from dying, basically. The irony. Yeah. yeah. Because it's because he, he goes down this path yeah. that Padme does something that, it does happen, granted, does happen. But I would say he contributed to it. That's for the the end of the movie. Well, yeah, and at the end of the movie, it's I don't know. This is I don't know how to understand this, but she she dies of grief is kind of what the droid. Says. Yeah, but I'm, I would I would imagine getting choked out for yeah a couple seconds doesn't help. Cuts off some no, oxygen to the brain. Not at all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So the, the, probably the the stress built up and yeah. after you know waking up after getting choked to where you pass out and then giving birth is probably not a fun time. No. But before we get to all that, he runs and tells Mace Windu, and he says, "Anakin, good job. You've done what you're supposed to do. All you gotta do is stay here, because if this is true, you've earned my trust. So just stay, and we will go deal with it." And credit to Hayden Christensen, he. Plays it pretty well. We can we can see the he's sitting in the Jedi empty Jedi chamber and temple chamber and he's you know he's struggling. He's, Again, he's the, weighing the his options. Control lock power. Yeah, he doesn't trust Windu. Yeah, for, you know they haven't had a. Great he, yeah, he doesn't. He he himself doesn't trust Windu, and Windu no. doesn't trust him. And it's like, how can he leave such an important thing up to Windu? Yeah, because this point he thinks that he would kill. So Samuel Jackson, Mace Windu, takes a bunch of Jedi up to Palpatine's office. Palpatine, it's treason. Pulls out a lightsaber, cuts through a bunch of them. He's cake. Yeah, and then it's down to just... He's slicing cake. Mace Windu and the Emperor. And we fight, and we fight, and we fight, and it ends up, they break the glass. And he's he's got the Emperor on the ropes. Future Emperor. He just knows that Anakin's coming yeah. in. He let it happen. He 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 he's probably sensing it. Like he's you can probably he's been in Anakin's like he just lives in Anakin's mind at this point and he can sense that Anakin's coming, so he, he probably gave up that fight on purpose. Oh, I, I definitely think so. I think that because you notice he does it right when Anakin's walking in. Yeah. And he waits until that moment to let himself Yeah. And we kind of, the the foreshadowing at the beginning of the movie, it's not the Jedi way. And oh, yeah. Mace is like, we can't 
I wouldn't kill a lot of people, but this is if I had to pick one, this is one. Yeah. <laughs> he's too powerful. Yes. You know, he's the chancellor. We know he's evil. We gotta kill him. Yeah. Gotta do it. And Anakin's like, nope, nope. He's not the Jedi, Jedi way. Code. Not again. And we find we we get the real motive why he does it. I need him. Off goes another hand. Yeah. Mace Windu gets unlimited power. Electricity <laughs> out the window. He falls to the streets of Coruscant. <laughs> Are there we streets? Ass- we assume he falls to his death. We see no body. We just see him fly out a window. Yeah. I've seen Jedi jump Survive from worse. Yeah. So we so that by this point Anakin's just like, "You know what? I'm all in on this dark side thing." And he just kneels before the he it just it, Hayden Christian's acting again. The look on his face is just a look of it's incredible. I give up. I surrender myself. I just surrender to this because I can't go back. I've jumped in head first, and that's what the emperor wanted. He feels like he's made his decision. Yeah. And so he's so sadly, you know, he just, he gives himself to it. And, oh, it's tragic. Yeah. What do you think about the eye color change? I thought that was dumb. Like, that's the reason he's all scarred up. Like, y'all couldn't think of anything else. Like, his own lightning getting refracted back onto him. Yeah. That's bad makeup. Well, even Anakin's eye colors change. Did you notice that? Well, that's a, that's a, that's a Sith thing. Oh, really? Yeah. That's, that's established. And the the reason I think this was established when like Disney took over like the extended stuff, but there there was a, it's a Knights of Ren comic about how Ben Solo became Kylo Ren. We find out that Sith users the right the reason they have red lightsabers mm-hmm. is they bleed their lightsaber crystals, oh my god, and they put all of their rage into that lightsaber crystal, and that's what turns it red. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, so. But that 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 is a thing when you turn to the dark side. That's all of the rage built up inside you that you get those yellowish eyes. Wow. Yeah. So Darth Vader, as he is known now, Darth Vader. That's true. <laughs> I will devote myself. To yeah. That, your teachings. Yeah. Believable. I think so. Sure. I think it was played well, and I think it makes sense. Like I said, he's he's completely given up. He's done. Yeah, I can't go he's back. Done being stuck between two hard decisions. He's like, I'm done being on the fence. All he knows right now is, I want to control. I want to be able to act. I want the power to act. And it seems like this dude can give me what I want. Selfishly, he's trying to keep his wife alive when she hasn't even died yet, or even right. come close to death. <laughs> it's only the the possibility. Yeah, and it's that fear. Yeah, it's fear. It's it anxiety, it's fear. And after that, he gets sent to Mustafa. But at first, he, planet. <laughs> he takes a takes a, a trip over to Padme. As he attack, he attacks the temple first, right? He kills the temple people first. Yeah, with the very questionable shot of walking into the council chambers where all the little ones are. And just, I mean, you don't see him kill the kids, but... I think he does. And I think... He absolutely does. This is, but just just that shot of yeah. him igniting, like, you didn't oh, need that. It was too hard. We, we don't need to... I mean, we you can just imply it, dude. We don't actually need to see him confront the children. But, you know, he has to end the Jedi Council. And that's the only way to do it. And so after he's gone through and wrecked the Jedi Temple, he uh, t- stops over at Padme, Padme's apartment. Yeah. 
where she has a, basically just an open apartment with no balcony or a window. Yeah. And says, hey, everything's okay. She's just, like, just, I don't know you anymore. She's like, just the, the, the well, we haven't gotten to that yet. Oh, we haven't gotten to that. But just, you know, the Jedi just turned on everybody. No big deal. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, he's like... And I've been sent on a mission to to finally end this war. The the old just, yeah. Palps has sent him to to Mustafar the Mustafar system to take out the rest of the our good old friends again, the separatists of the Trade Federation. Just used, just like his apprentices. Yeah, it's like the moment that he doesn't need them anymore. Yeah, Boom, they're gone. I mean, they're just pawns, yeah. and and it's so so well done because you just see everything that the prequels have been building up to. Yeah. All culminate in this moment. Yeah. And that's when we get Execute Order 66. So cut back to Obi-Wan and Commander Cody from before. We get the Order 66 blast him. Obi-Wan falls in the water, of course. Rest of the Jedi get wrecked. Gone. Done. Yeah. Cut up. Dead. Yeah. Shot out to Sky. Except for our good friend Master Yoda, who apparently knew Chewbacca. <laughs> Like, George, you don't need to... We know what Wookiees are at this point. You don't need to put Chewbacca in there. and Because then that brings up questions later on when I'm sitting there watching, like... Like, why is he with Han? But yeah. I guess him and Yoda never really... I mean, Yoda stays on Dagobah through that whole trilogy. So. Yeah, but it's just... It is weird that There's you know, just, it's, Chewbacca seems to be like a... It's pointless. A kind of a ragabound kind of... But we, we do find out that in, in Solo, a Star Wars story, at that point... Chewbacca is like 105 years old, so apparently Wookiees live for a while. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> so it's it's. I mean, it's plausible that he was there. George, you don't. We we know what Wookiees are. It doesn't have to be Chewbacca. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's basically my point. Just another thing, kind of thrown in there. But it is good to see an, an old friend. Yeah, and Yoda does not think twice about beheading some clone troopers. Oh my god! Like he. He just does it. He's he's felt he's he's felt everybody die. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about this earlier at some point, but oh yeah, we didn't do it on the recording though. Here yeah. We go. So this is just an interesting little thing. One of the key moments between Yoda and Anakin. You know, he comes to Yoda and he tells him about his dreams, yeah. and Yoda tells Anakin. He says, "Quote: Rejoice for those around us who transform into the Force. Mourn them. Do not miss them. Do not." Attachment leads to jealousy, the shadow of greed, that is. So, you know, essentially here again, the call to not be attached to anyone or anything, to totally divorce yourself from emotion. I guess rejoicing, so joy. I mean, you're, you're kind of, you know, treat death as a celebration because yeah. someone has become a part of the force. Yes. Kind of. Exactly. So does that mean Sith become a part of the force too? Do they yeah. get ghosts? <laughs> it's this kind of, yeah, new age thing. Here. Yeah. Um, yeah. The irony is that we kind of noticed was that as Order 66 is executed, yeah. Yoda is definitely mourning for the Jedi who are lost. Or maybe, I and don't know, a I disturbance w- in the Force? I would argue, would as powerful as he is, yeah. Like I would, I would assume that many Jedi getting taken out in yeah. that exact moment, that would cause some sort of ripple or wave within the Force itself that even... That overwhelmed Yoda. So maybe for a split second, he slipped a little bit. He, yeah. he felt something. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's supposed to be the Jedi of the Jedi. Exactly. I mean, he's old. He's been through it all. He's like 900 he's, something. Yeah. He's a he's a force 
you know, focused Jedi. Wow. And I, okay, so here we get to really the climax yeah. of the prequels. To me, the prequels really are act one. Then you've got, I would, I would put act two is New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. And act three would be the return of the Jedi. And so this act one is going to, of course, climax uh, with a cliffhanger. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, uh, we're seeing all of this pent up rage, emotion, maybe love as well that is finally expressed in this head to head between Anakin and Obi Wan. So Obi Wan flies with Padme, right? Mm-hmm. Or he stows away? He stows away, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because he knew that she would go to where he was. Oh, yeah. She didn't tell him. So she goes and she tries to talk to Anakin, Darth Vader. Yeah. And this is when she says the line, I don't know you anymore. You're not my Annie. You're breaking my heart. You're breaking my heart. Because he's, he's laid out his plan of, oh, we're going to rule the galaxy, don't you know? It'll be ours. Well. So that, that Sith selfishness yeah. and and rage and just pure, whatever you want to call it, just pure selfishness. Yeah. The, the, the Sith think all of only of the immediate and yes. right now he's like oh i can kill the emperor and i i can i can i can rule the galaxy because now we're we're an empire at this point, point. yeah because yeah, yoda yeah. and we'll just jump back one more time real quick yes. yoda confronts the emperor they yeah. have a fight in the throne room yeah. or the senate chamber basically uh just a bunch of taunting back and forth of he's darth vader now what are yeah. you gonna do he's powerful than either of us that might be one complaint i have is that doesn't sure you need to set up why Yoda is on Dagobah when we f- find him in Empire. Yeah. That whole thing is I don't like it. That's the one part of the movie I don't like. At the very least, that it's cut between Anakin and Obi Wan's battle and mm-hmm. Yoda and Sidious. It should have just been Anakin and Obi Wan. Yeah, that's that's the main focus of this. That's the crux of what we've been leading up to. It takes us out of the action of yeah. what is argued the best lightsaber battle in any. Mm-hmm. Other movies goes on for thirty minutes, but yeah, it's between that one and the Empire Strikes Back, Luke and mm-hmm. Darth Vader. But it's incredible. Um, absolute Sith dealing absolutes. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah, which again <laughs> is another irony because it's like the Jedi kind of with this Jedi code. It's just you kind of see on both sides the brokenness, the Je- Jedi and the Sith, and I think that's what Anakin's torn between. But another thing that's interesting. And this is why her heart is broken and why the relationship is broken is when you try to control in a relationship, you're no longer serving the person. You're making them into someone that they're not. You are, yeah, imposing your own selfishness onto that person. And uh, I think that's where he, he's not loving Padme anymore. The moment that he starts to try to save her life, ironically. Yeah. The moment that he tries to start to control her safety, mm-hmm. um, he stopped loving her. That was really deep for a po- <laughs> <laughs> sorry for I an keep episode of a podcast that's about Star Wars. I know. I keep doing it. <laughs> I, that's why I like these prequels. I think yeah. there's a lot of depth to them. Not as deep as the see the, the original trilogy. I would I would say there's even deeper themes. Yeah. Mm, definitely Uh, i think that's why this plays well all right so we have a huge lightsaber fight through all the lava and the obi-wan gets the high ground oh 
It ends with where we end up on a, on a floating lava lava river. Yeah. There are only these two individual things, and they're just whacking sticks at each other. And in, mm. in real life, it's probably like they're probably standing on two platforms and swinging sticks at each other. But the high ground scene is really important. Have you caught this? No, this what? is so cool. I don't know. If, I don't know if this is the thing. It's something I've noticed. I didn't read about this. He's on the high ground. Yeah. And he says to Anakin, "I've got the high ground. Don't try, Anakin." In the Phantom Menace, Obi Wan is in that well. Darth Maul is up. He's got the high ground. Literally, the way that it's filmed, everything is supposed to mirror that scene because freaking Obi Wan was also willing to make that jump. To try to to try to win the victory. Wow, that's awesome. Okay, <laughs> I might poke a. Just no, a, please do. I I this is my own theory. So are are you saying when he says don't try it? I've got the high ground, Anakin. Don't try it. Anakin wasn't there when he did that move with Darth Maul. No, but I'm saying it's a it's a parallel because it shows that. Oh, he can tell what he's about to do. He no. he knows Anakin so well that he knows he's about to. Maybe not even that. Maybe maybe just in as far as characters, like it shows that they are so similar. Because you might argue Obi Wan or Darth Maul could have said the same thing to Obi Wan. Don't try it, Obi Wan. I've got the high ground. Darth Maul would Darth Maul would want him to try it. And maybe there's even the mercy in that statement to yeah. Anakin. But um, you know, Obi Wan is willing to take that same risk in that moment so i just see that as a parallel you know just another yeah. statement of these are brothers they they think alike in a lot of the ways that you see that through the whole fight mm-hmm. you know and this is just another statement of that you see that in the way that they try the same moves and you know um, are the most equal match that we've seen yeah i think that's important too is the burn too much when anakin gets burned by the lava too much not I don't think it's too much in the sense that, you know, the romantic stuff we saw in the second one. I think that it's important. It makes the scene so much more tragic. It's, I mean, visually, it's it's uh, it's haunting. Yeah. Um, it, it evokes kind of images maybe of, 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 of hell, really. Whatever someone thinks about that, uh, at least in popular kind of visions of the mythos of hell or what have you, you know, it, it reminds us of that. You know, someone who is tortured inside, it, it's visualized by that fire movie. And the difference in the statements they make to one another, you know, you have Anakin saying, I hate you. and He's just like pure rage at this point. Oh my gosh, yeah, he's totally embraced again. Obi-Wan, he shows his attachment to Anakin and he says, I loved you. Mm-hmm. And it's past tense. I don't. I don't think that's that. That rule about attachment is a real hard and fast. I don't, they don't really follow it, do they? No, no, nobody does. Nobody does. It's it's just one of those. It's it's a rule, but it's like. I think that's the point. Yeah. You can't keep people from getting attached to stuff. I mean, no, it's, it's or beings. Strange. Yeah, it's sad. Too. Yeah, so he gets put in the suit, and the worst moment of this entire movie. We you slow like the the lead up is great. Like that slow, yeah. The music's playing. The the mask comes on. The iconic breathing starts. Slow rise up to fully reveal Darth Vader. Where is Padme? In your anger, you killed her. What? Before the, before the the fight, he had force choked Padme a little bit. He's like, no, she was alive. I felt it. And then kind of like Frankenstein's monster, that kind of weird walk. And then 
Darth Vader. You could have just, just ended that whole thing with him destroying everything in that lab with the Force. That would have been enough. We get it. <laughs> Padme gives birth to two little two little childrens, Luke and Leia. Luke and Leia. The stars of the next show. And then Obi-Wan takes which is to basically a random dude to him to a little little farmhouse out in the desert on Tatooine. That's right. And then the trilogy ends where the first one began with the uh, a, a, a look of hope off into the middle distance with Tatooine's two sons in the background, and that's where we end. Wow. Wow, we did it. We did it. It is, man, we... A new hope, awesome. as it were. All three prequels. Yeah. I feel like I learned a lot. Yeah. And... For context, for anyone listening, we did this all in one night. It is probably 4 a.m. somewhere in the world. Yeah. Right here it's and 11. But. So that if this last <laughs> one got a little deep and existential. It's 11 o'clock at night. All the brain power is gone. Yeah. So, But you know what? I had fun. And this is a lot of fun. Yeah. And I hope for our listeners, too, that this kind of just maybe gave people to give these movies a second chance. That's what we're about. That is what we're about. We and, took a second look. And, you know, sometimes we, we do that and we come back and we're like, or I think this is your, your hope with the podcast. It's yeah. Like, yeah, no. We gave it a second chance, but there was nothing remarkable. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, All right. Well, final thoughts. What do we think? Still like it? I want to give it an eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. I'm going to go seven and a quarter. Seven and a quarter. Seven and a quarter. That's fair. Fair. Wow. All right. That is the end mm. of... Star Wars Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. Wow. And the end of the third episode of Second Take Movies. You can follow us at Second Take Movies on Instagram and Twitter. Please leave a review if you find us. What did you think? Let us know. Leave a star. Whatever. I don't know. Whatever <laughs> podcast service you're listening to this on. Yeah. Leave, it, a, leave a comment. It leave seriously a review. helps. And, yes. you know, I know that Preston really wants to get this thing out there. And yeah. Um, if you could just take two seconds, uh, like and comment, that'll really help. Thank you so much. So I will see you next time with a different guest. We we'll probably see. I, I have a good feeling we're going to see so. Will again. Yeah, this will be fun. Dude. So I will see and talk to everyone on the next episode of Second Take Movies, whenever that is. Yeah.